There is superstitious writings on the wall. There is superstitious ladders about to fall. Thirteenth month, old baby broke the looking glass. Seven years of bad luck. The good things in your past. Good day, good day, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Sweep. I'm your host, Anthony Longhair Leclerc, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the marvelous Marlon Mouse McCarty. What's up, everybody? And we have a question for you. Did you know that on, on this day. day in 1973, Superstition, the lead single from Stevie Wonder's Talking Book album, became his second number one single in the U.S.? I did not know that, but mm-hmm. I very much enjoy that song. Me too. I also discovered I very much enjoy singing it. Yeah. Like, I've always known that I enjoyed singing it. I just didn't know if I could actually like actually sing it. It's a super fun song. And like yeah. just that like that back hook is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And so that was uh, the release of this, by the way, was 10 years after his very first number one hit. And I didn't know, but Jeff Beck created the original drum beat for Superstition. Really? Uh, while in the studio with Stevie Wonder. And Stevie Wonder actually offered Jeff Beck the song. Wow, really? And was just like, yeah, you know what, you go ahead. And I think, thankfully, I can't imagine... Jeff Beck doing this song. I but. can't. I can't imagine anybody but like Stevie Wonder just like absolutely rocking this song. Although it is, well, f- I mean that's. What, I mean it is a fun song to cover, but oh, like okay. as in like having it as their song. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine like anybody else but like Stevie Wonder having it as their song. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah. thankfully, at the insistence of Barry Gordy, um, Stevie Wonder recorded it first. Thankfully. Yeah. And Beck was instead offered Because We've Ended as Lovers, which he then recorded on his Blow by Blow album in 1975. Well, there you go. So he still ended up with a Stevie Wonder song, mm-hmm. but uh, I think, thankfully, not this one. Yeah, because this song, it's just funky as hell. Like, you can't yeah. listen to this song and not just, like, just groove out, you know? Yeah. That's great. That's what I did while I was singing it. I was just like, yeah, I was doing the. You're like doing. I was doing the, the sway. Doing the Stevie Wonder sway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was on this. We got to get in the character, right? Exactly. Um, I mean, fair enough. So, uh, anyway, that was on this day in 1973. On this day in 2020, um, people don't usually do performances and stuff on Mondays, and people don't usually drop albums on Mondays. So occasionally. We've decided, and we do plug programs, music programs. If people want to send us stuff like that to to promote, we will definitely be doing that. You know, from Monday through to Thursday, kind of idea, uh, simply because most people want to push stuff on the weekends. Yeah, and, and so uh, if you do have anything that you're interested in us plugging on the podcast, do drop us a line because we'll help you out and it helps us out because then we have something to, to talk about. So yeah. there you go. Uh, but that being said, I was skimming through the Toronto music scene page today uh, looking for something to plug and Kelvin uh, Mayhew, I don't know if I'm... or Sorry, uh, no. I'm gonna, Don't ask me to read that from here because I have no idea. <laughs> Mafu. Uh, so, yeah, I was skimming the Toronto music scene page 
earlier today and came across a post by Kelvin Mafu. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I know I got the Kelvin part right. Um, but uh, but at any rate, uh, he posted, why do some musicians not like listening to their own songs? And it made me think, why don't we sometimes on a daily sweep just tackle questions from people talking about music or different philosophies of music? So uh, on today's daily sweep, on this day in 2020... We're going to talk about why some musicians do not like listening to their own songs. Yeah, I I think that's a really great question because I think honestly, like it's kind of a question that varies from person to person, really. Like I know in my mm-hmm. own experience, like especially when I was like first starting out like recording myself and like hearing my own singing voice and whatnot, like it's it's kind of one of those things like I feel like cuz it's like, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere, it's, like, scientifically proven that the sound of your own voice annoys you, and that's why people, like, hate hearing themselves talk, like, on recordings and whatnot. And so, like, I feel like sometimes when people are singing, it's sort of a similar thing, because you sing, and then you hear the recorded back, and you're like, that doesn't sound like what it sounded like in my head. And so I think some people are, like, kind of, like, put off by that, in a way, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that could... That... I'm sure is one of the reasons. Um, I know that in my experience, just uh, so the the first album that I did back in 2008, um, Bold Alive Free, you can order it on LeClairStudios.com if you care to, um, which you may be interested or subsequently not interested in after what I say right now. <laughs> but um, when, and it changes, it does change, uh, just depending on how I decide to appreciate it that day. But when I listen to songs from that album now, um, I know, like, after a while, like, when I first put it out, I was like, oh, I got an album, this is awesome, ah. you know? And then not not very long after that, I was like, wow, this is garbage music that I put out. And, um, and I still, when I listen back sometimes, I kind of cringe a bit, and I'm just like, oh. But I think that has more to do with the fact that I've developed so much as a musician. And by the time I put that album out, I was already over the songs that were in it. And I was, I'd moved beyond it in my writing. And my voice had got much better and has continued to since then as well. So when I go back, I'm like, I guess I see what I was doing there. Or like, oh, I should go back and re-record that track. So I'd, I'd, I'm not into all of the tracks still, but some of them... I will likely re-record uh, when I put Whiskey Moon out. I know for sure one of the songs is going to end up on from my original album on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be fun to play around with again. But I, I think experience has a lot to do with why some people don't like listening to their own songs. Uh, just because once they put the song out and they've got it recorded and it's out there, it could just be you don't like listening to your own voice. I don't have that issue unless I've fucked up because... I write the stuff I want to listen to, that I want to hear. So when when I put it out there, I'm like, yes, that. That's what I was looking for. And if I fucked it up, I don't want to put it out, right? This is the kind of thing. Yeah, like, I'm... See, for me, it's interesting, because, like, I, I definitely had that thing where it's, like, I don't sound the same in my head as I do on recordings. And so when I heard myself on recordings, I was like, is that what I sound like? And it's not that it's bad. It's just, like, in my head, it's so different. And, like, it's... And I, I've, the more I've heard myself recorded, like, in just doing music and whatnot, like, the, like, I've pretty much gotten over it now. And so, like, I'm kind of aware, especially, like, now when you're playing on stage and you have, like, monitors and stuff and, like, you can hear yourself singing back to you and I, like, get used to the sound of my own voice. So I have that less and less now, but I know for sure when I, like, really started doing 
gigs again that that was a thing I was like duh like is that what I sound like like and so that, that was that was kind of the thing for me but yeah not as much anymore yeah um yeah so I guess ultimately as you said it'll depend on you know person to person they may just not like their own voice and that could be a reason why they don't like their own song or they've just moved past what they've written and uh so they're not interested in listening to that anymore because they're writing something that's beyond where they were. They don't want to revisit a situation they were in or don't want to reflect back on yeah. that sort of thing or just don't care about it anymore. And they're like, why the, this was a pointless thing to say. Why did I even bother saying it? Right. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, yeah, like it really comes down to like you being your worst critic. So like whether it comes from a place of, I, like, don't sound the way that I think I do, or it comes from a place of, like, you know, your own songwriting and how you've improved and that kind of thing. But, it, yeah, like, I definitely think it really, like, a lot of it is based on, like, your own personal criticism, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and if, if you're taking it from other people and you're adding their criticism to it, that's not going to help anything at all. Um, because other people's opinions don't actually matter if... If you find yourself liking what you're doing and someone else says it's shit, they are one of like almost 8 billion people in the world, so they can suck it, basically. And you keep doing what you want. Exactly. If you don't like it, then there's something that you'll have to discover to change that will allow you to like it. But don't let outside influences change your opinion of your music. Because mm-hmm. other people don't matter when it comes to your own creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's... Um, anyway, thank you, Kelvin, for that post. And uh, we'll we'll add this episode into the comments as well. And uh, thanks to everyone who's commented on that post as well. And uh, yeah, that's your daily sweep for the day. And we'll be back tomorrow to sweep something else out from underneath the proverbial rug. We'll see you guys later. When you believe that you don't understand and you suffer superstition ain't the way